0: This is Diamonds. The ultimate greatest hits collection from Elton John. All the timeless classics from five decades of music. Celebrate some of the greatest music ever made. Diamonds, out now. Hello. Welcome to episode 5 of the, I guess that's why they call it, the Elton John podcast podcast. Today we're celebrating with Elton 50 years of his working relationship with Bernie Torpin. He's celebrating that with a, another best of, um, which came out on Friday just gone. It's called Diamonds. You just heard the, ad, the TV ad for it there at the beginning. I'll read you the blurb about it in a minute so you can get a picture of what Elton's um, schemed up here. But instead of going into a huge amount of detail regarding that best of here, we're going to talk about some other genuine diamonds. Ideas for releases that would actually spark some interest among Elton John fans. Not casual fans, but the people that have really been there with him over these 50 years. So let's have a look at what Elton and the team have come up with for Diamonds. It's a 34 track 2 CD best of, it runs basically chronologically, although there are some oddities. Little Genie runs as the final song on CD 1, and Song for Guy is the first song on CD 2, followed by Blue Eyes. Um, And at the end of CD 2, we've got Looking Up as the penultimate song, um, followed by Circle of Life. There are no deep cuts here. They're all singles, some of them not enormous singles. I Want Love wasn't that big in the UK. Electricity wasn't particularly big hit. Certainly Home Again didn't make much impact, but here they are. Um, And then Elton himself apparently has curated the third CD. Um, Unfortunately, all he's seen fit to do is to compile singles... Not all singles, but primarily singles that didn't make the cut onto the first two CDs. Seems oddly compliant of him, that does. So here we've got Lucy in the Sky, Pinball Wizard. Part-time love as a personal favourite of Elton. Victim of love, personal favourite of Elton, apparently. Um, and... Uh, this train don't stop there anymore. That is a slightly more left-field choice. And Skyline Pigeon is a bit of a left-field choice. Anyway, I'm not going to be buying Diamonds. I actually don't own an Elton John Best Of. I don't feel the need to have one. I used to, the very first Elton John album I personally bought, that my parents had some, was the very best of Elton John, which I still don't think can really be beaten Um, I really liked the UK um, running order of that. Uh, The American one was different, I believe. I'd love to have a listen to see how that runs. Um, But I'd much rather listen to the actual albums rather than some sort of post-hoc collection of songs. So, yeah, as I say, I won't be buying it. But it did lead me to think, what would Elton actually have to do to get me to spend money this Christmas? So that's what's led me here. I've put together a list of 12 genuine Diamonds. Things that if Elton actually released I would buy, unlike the Diamonds box set. The first of them is suggested by CD 3 of that box set. It is the idea of an Elton John curated album, but one that isn't just a bunch of singles that didn't make it onto CDs 1 and 2. Instead, something led by what he really sees as being songs that are either personally important or musically interesting. And he's put together such a list. He did so um, when he was promoting The Diving Board in 2013. There's an article in Rolling Stone called Elton John My Life in 20 Songs. It would be great to hear those songs together and to put some information around the music... Um, from the team that made it, and also from Elton. He he already wrote quite a lot of fascinating stuff in that article, which he would serve as the basis. For example, so some of the songs he chose, he chose Come Down in Time, which he said of it chord-wise. It was like nothing I'd ever written before. Very interesting statement. He, he chose the 18-minute Burn Down the Mission from 171170. said... This 80-minute jam session is some of the finest drum, bass and piano playing I've ever done. We were a bloody good band. He chose Elton's song and uh, described in uh, his comments to that how angry he was when... A bit inappropriate, in fact, he's quite inappropriate when he's talking about Elton's song. He said how angry he was when, after John Lennon died, Lennon's album um, went... <laughs> up in the higher reaches of the charts seems a little bit uh, unkind from Elton um, but he talks about how he was searching for a hit at the time however of Elton's song he says this, it reminded me of the film If by Lindsay Anderson I could imagine the boy that I wanted to be on the bars swinging with his tight little outfit on and his bare feet, alright Elton that's enough information there and Original Sin Tells us, I feel very ungrateful to Pat that I didn't make another record with Impact Leonard. You could imagine if he was candid about the music and if he was candid about his feelings, that that would be an interesting package. Some really interesting sleeve notes around a best of. I'd go for that. I think the current best of has, uh, the Diamonds box set just has some pictures of the sleeves. That's as deep as they've got. Maybe some information about the uh, original release nothing else so how about that for an idea my life in 20 songs okay idea number two a live DVD box set bringing together all of those videos that sit in the back of people's drawers and cabinets and when they don't have any video players anymore so they're completely useless I think that you can buy a lot of this stuff on bootleg DVDs but it's not been remastered. Someone's sitting on those original videotapes of things like Royal Festival Hall 1972, Edinburgh 1976, even uh, the show that we talked about in the, the last episode, uh, The Gold Diggers Show in 77, To Russia with Elton, it was called, in 1979, 1980 in Central Park, eighty-four, Breaking Hearts in London, in Wembley 86-87 the, uh, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra show something from the one in 1992 I think was Barcelona recorded all of this exists all of this could very cheaply be remastered and brought together some beautiful sleeve notes prepared I would jump on that quite quickly Let's have a listen to a classic moment from To Russia with Elton. And this is Elton playing with uh Ray Cooper on drums in a in a restaurant in Russia. This is one of the sequences from the film with Clive Franks on bass um who was obviously doing the sound engineering and we don't quite know who but someone from the someone from the touring team on guitar playing heard it through the grapevine
1: when i was first trying to make it as a musician as elton john i was said that i i would try and avoid playing to people who were eating because i had enough of that in cabaret when i was playing piano for long john Baldry. so when i got to the hotel and people were saying oh, i'll go and get up on stage i was very reluctant but the first bottle of vodka sort of took my mind off it really
0: day of Christmas the Elton John management team completely failed to repackage any live shows from the classic era much to my annoyance so we know that they recorded the 1972 Royal Festival Hall show because certain of the songs were broadcast on TV and we've got a grainy copy of them that's been passed down to us through the years but where's the rest of it where's Susie Where's Amy? Where's Salvation? All of those songs were played. It would have been quite nice to hear Love Song from that concert. None of that has been passed down to us. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. It was an amazing set list. It's one of those gigs that just looks like an obvious thing for for the team to have recorded and to subsequently release, but they never did. Likewise, Royal Festival Hall 1971 with a much more exciting set list that had first episode at High Enton. It had the three piece going through um, Where To Now St Peter come down in time with the orchestra. Where does that exist? They would have paid Paul, the late, great Paul Buckmaster quite a bit of money to um, expand the arrangements for orchestra. And yet they wouldn't record it. I bet they did. I'd pay good money for a double album of the 1971, 1972. it would probably go extend over two albums. I'd pay a lot of money for that, if that were to exist. Let's have a listen to one of the songs that has come down to us from that 1972 Royal Festival Hall show.
2: Now that it's all over birds can nest again I'll only when the sun comes out I'll shine only when it starts to rain And if you want a dream just squeeze my hand and wind the floor into my and feed my lands For I Flag the moon. I will write the songs for you I'll be your silver spoon I'm sorry I took your time This is the bone that doesn't rhyme I'm just fade away
0: Thank you. that was Goodbye Live uh, 1972 with Elton's pretty awful lyrical flub towards the end of it it brings me on to the next idea of something that I would spend a good chunk of money on how about gathering together, the BBC concerts, not the ones that we don't know whether or not they exist, but the ones we know they do exist, 1970 and 1971, when Elton played in the BBC studios and played songs off of the um, Elton John album and then subsequently songs off of the Madman Across the Water album. This exists, surely, in decent quality somewhere. It's never been released. You can buy dodgy DVDs of it. I'd spend good money on a real copy of this. Let's have a listen to something from Live at the BBC
2: 1970. You're not a ship to carry my life You are nailed to my love in many lonely nights
1: I strayed
2: from the cottages and found myself here for I need your love, your love protects my fear. And I wonder sometimes, and I know I'm unkind, but I need you to turn to when I act so blind. And I need you to turn to when I lose control. You're my God. I said I knew that my reason for living was for loving you. We're related in feeling. That you're high above, you're pure and yet gentle with the grace of a dove. And I wonder sometimes, and I know I'm unkind, but I need you to turn to. No blind, and I need you to turn to, I lose control. You're my God angel, who keeps out the cool
0: Beautiful. Elton there on a harpsichord, Buckmaster conducting the orchestra, a small orchestra, for I Need You to Turn To, that was uh, on the BBC in May of 1970, I I think it's been broadcast since that one, I don't think the Madman one has been rebroadcast, if it has, the only versions that exist of that, they've got some noise going on in the background, I've never heard a lovely clean version of that. Maybe some of the DVDs that you can buy are better. I've never, I've never bought one, um, but I'd buy an official one for sure. I'd spend good money on it. On the fifth day of this imaginary Christmas, we actually got the Madman Across the Water Deluxe Edition, that I believe was prepared but never released, presumably because the tumbleweed and the Elton John Deluxe Editions didn't go down too well. It's a bit of a tragedy that this didn't come to be because there's some great recordings that exist. We've got demo versions of the following demo versions of Leave On, Holiday Inn, Rotten Peaches, All the Nasties and Goodbye, and Rock Me When He's Gone. In fact, there's two demos of Madman Across the Water. There's no demo of Tiny Dancer, but we've got that live on the Old Grey Whistle Test. There's no demo of Razorface, but there is an extended version of that. And um, there's also that interview that he gave where he did a brief run-through of Tiny Dancer talking about it with a lyric on on the piano. Um, I don't know whether or not that would have a place. I think the live BBC 1971 would have a place on this release as well, the audio version thereof. What a sad thing that that never came out. I would love to see that on my shelf next to the other two deluxe editions. Anyway, let's have a listen to the demo of Levon.
2: Levon wears his war wound like a crown. He calls his child Jesus. Cause he likes the name and he sends him to the finest school in town Levon Levon lacks money he makes a lot they say spends his day
0: On the sixth day of Christmas, Christmas future, maybe, Elton John put out a Empty Sky Deluxe Edition, which might yet still happen. You never know. 2019 will be the 50th anniversary of the album coming out. Who knows what they've got up their sleeve? Probably nothing. Who knows what recordings exist? I'd like to think that there are demos of many of the songs. We only have a demo of Lady What's Tomorrow but i bet there's an empty sky demo I, there's a certainly a demo of and the flowers will never die which was an outtake of the album apparently if you um believe the rocket man book alongside the studio recordings and demos you've got whatever bbc recordings they could put together it would be lovely to have something above and beyond lady samantha and sales i'd quite like to hear, didn't they do i haven't got the list in front of me i think they did valhalla they did all across the havens it would be very nice to hear those recordings and to have them on a deluxe edition and a lovely digipack sleeve with liner notes from someone maybe someone who isn't John Tobler let's have a listen to that demo of and the flowers will never die
1: he spreads his cloudy blanket on a raging sea and comes the cruel waves With the help of powers that be The hours fly by, the clock ticks on Maneuvering its hands While the autumn leaves fall from the trees And return into the land And the flowers will never, ever die and the flowers will never die, and autumn in the country cannot withhold the sky, and the flowers will never die, and
3: the
1: flowers will never ever.
0: On the seventh day of imaginary Christmas, Elton actually releases the 1968 album that never was, the Regimental Sergeant Zippo album that we talked about in the third episode of this podcast, in full clarity, wouldn't it be lovely to see that, and to hold it in your hand, and um, to hear Watching the Planes Go By, and to see the songs that uh, didn't make it also on CD2, oh it would be something quite special. Um, we've talked about this at great length in, um, in the third episode, so I'm not going to go into the detail here. But that's a release that, if it were going to happen, would happen next year. And so let's hold our breath, shall we? No, let's not. Anyway, uh, let's listen to one of those songs that would end up on CD2 of um, the Regimental Sergeant Zippo album.
2: Do you believe in fairies? For the children's rhymes are in my mind Seen through the colors of my eyes
3: A rainbow in the sky
2: With the flowers of sea And floating on air Can somebody catch me My cloud is a stranger And story believes
3: me oh, Velvet Fountain
2: this is Jones. You
0: can't stop That was Velvet Fountain from the bonus disc of Regimental Sergeant Zippo That would be a, quite a nice thing to say wouldn't it The eighth day of christmas that never will happen is one of the most glaring omissions i think from elton and the team rare masters volume two rare masters itself the first volume the only volume was a triumph fantastic collection of songs bringing together all the odds and ends and the friends album Um, ...from the 1967 up till 1975 period... ...where's the rest of it? It's all just sat there on YouTube. Um, It's sat there on the B-side of people's records. Why can't we have that released? I don't understand. I know that record company-wise... ...this is a much more complicated period... ...but now here we are in the world of hyper-consolidation... I'm sure all of this stuff is owned by only one or two publishing companies. Can it not be gathered together? And can we not have a Rare Masters Volume 2, 1976 to 1982? Stop there. Yes, it would be nice to have the rest, but that is more than enough to be going along with. That's two very long CDs worth of material. In fact, it only just about fits on two CDs. Starts with "Don't Go Breaking My Heart" and the fantastic B-side of that, which was "Snow Queen." I'm not going to go through it because I'm going to do a whole other show about this. Um, it's gonna. I would stop it at um, "Where Have All the Good Times Gone." Let's have a listen to one of those um, just totally forgotten pieces of music. Let's have a listen to "Take Me Down to the Ocean," which was recorded for. A film for the film Summer Lovers, which I think bombed. It was recorded as the B-side of Empty Garden, so it was recorded in the Jump Up era. It's actually got some Beach Boys singing backing vocals. It's a real Beach Boys pastiche, and it's quite a cool little song. It sounds a little bit dated, but let's have a listen to Take Me Down to the Ocean. On the ninth day of Christmas, Elton John's team actually did something right and they reissued the original albums, the classic era albums and beyond um, on a remastered format on vinyl and also produced some high quality... Are they high quality? I'm not really a a, a high quality guy but some pretty decent wave files that could be down downloaded alongside the albums i've bought a few of these um so clearly this has worked although i've got all of the originals on vinyl and the original dj and pressings are a bit good um, mine are quite clean and not too noisy so i don't have a huge compulsion to buy them i'm probably going to do a whole other show about these reissues um, because there's a lot to talk about there i've bought three of them i bought the 171170 plus. I bought Tumbleweed and I bought Madman. I've been quite impressed with the attention to detail. I find that the paper stock is roughly the same um, where things were um, lyric sheets were previously glued in they're not anymore and I don't know why they made that decision. Um, things generally look pretty good though. Um, it's been done with real love. As far as I'm aware, um the Honky Chateau one doesn't have the clip sleeve going on, which is a bit of a shame. It's one of the reasons why I haven't bought that, because it just seems like a bit of a bit of a pale imitation of the previous cover. Um the I was considering presenting a bit of a um A versus B analysis of some of these recordings maybe i'll do that when i make a, a show um, about the reissues but in the meantime let's have a listen to one of the things that's brand new on the re- the only things that really that are brand new is the expanded 171170 let's have a listen to my father's gun
2: Soon as this is over we'll go home mm-hmm. to flat
3: the
0: seeds
2: of justice Watch the children grow in And see the women sowing They'll be
0: tenth day of Christmas Elton actually brought out his memoirs I've got a feeling these are going to come out he's already brought out one book his book about AIDS called love is the cure and he has claimed to have kept notes over the years although if they're anything like his 1968 69 diary in the um, Captain Fantastic scraps book they're they're a little bit uh, terse But his writing is is generally pretty good. I'll read you a little bit from Love is the Cure. This is what he has to say about the 80s and AIDS. He said, I'm deeply ashamed that I didn't do more about AIDS back then. My friends were dying all around me. And with few exceptions, I failed to act. I gave some money to foundations. I performed at AIDS benefits. I helped the whites. I recorded a song called That's What Friends Are For with Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder and Dionne Warwick. The proceeds from that single went to the American Foundation for AIDS Research. Um, But the fact is that I was a gay man in the 80s who didn't march. I didn't give the time or effort that I easily could have and should have to fight AIDS and support those who had it. Instead, I was consumed by cocaine, booze and who knows what else. I apparently never got the memo that the me decade ended in 1979. The Elton Ego train kept rolling right through the 80s. I spent most of that time as a passive passive bystander to this human calamity that was unfolding all around me. I was very conscious of AIDS. I knew what it was. I knew it was killing my friends. I just didn't have the strength or sobriety to do anything about it. So that gives you a clue as to... How his writing style would look whether or not he could bring himself to write about the drudgerous days of addiction I don't know because I think he'd rather talk about his life with a clearer head maybe he doesn't want to go through it all but I certainly would love to hear his remem- remembrances of that period um, the early years in particular but anything he'd be prepared to talk about how about for the 11th potential purchase, a complete book of transcriptions. Okay, well, maybe it would have to be a bit selective. Well, I've got the Beatles book. It's around about 500 odd pages long. It's got full transcriptions of drum, bass, guitar, vocals, strings. You name it, it's transcribed. There's even an attempt to transcribe Revolution Number 9. It's a pretty poor attempt, but it's an attempt nonetheless. It's done by a team of Japanese transcribers. I imagine their conditions to be terrible. I don't know why, but I have this image of them working in in almost darkness. Candlelight, uh, 14, 15, 16 hour days, wooden benches. I don't know why. It seems like a slightly sordid image anyway. Let's get someone on that. Someone trans. Uh, there's a fantastic website which was recovered from the uh, overgrowth of the internet. I, th- I don't think the domain was uh, renewed by the chap that did it, but he did some very accurate transcriptions of Elton's piano playing. In I think he did quite a lot from seventeen eleven seventy, um, maybe some other recordings as well. Which you know, I'm a bit of a piano player. I looked at it and thought. That's why Elton John sounds so good, because this stuff looked outrageously complicated. I don't want simplified versions. I don't want things that I can play. I'd like to be able to follow the scores with D's bass line and Nigel's drums and the string parts. I'd love to be able to do that. See, the harmonies broken down in lieu of an Elton John rock band type release where we get the stems of the tracks so that we can do some remixing ourselves that's what the Beatles community have got that would that would do that would be a pretty good start how about then on the 12th day of imaginary Christmas Elton reissues some tour t-shirts from the early 70s how about that none of this exists on the Elton John website it's all just key rings however the REM fan is pretty well served these days I own two classic REM t-shirts one from the reckoning era one from the fables era I love those t-shirts they were really cheap they were 20 odd quid you can buy original 1970s Elton John t-shirts on eBay you've got a vintage Elton John original 1974 North American tour yellow t-shirt it looks pretty awful it's 150 pounds um so 170 odd dollars 60 pounds for another 1974 t-shirt with some caricatures on it we would pay a bit of money for this stuff mr elton john why not why not release it It can't be that hard. It's not like you're particularly bothered by maintaining the integrity of the uh, classic Elton John t-shirt market. So why not flood the market? Flood the market. Come on, Elton. That's the end of the show. I just feel angrier than when I started. That was not the aim. I was supposed to get this off my chest. I was supposed to feel positive. Maybe, like I say, as the 50-year anniversary is ticked by, nineteen. 68 69 those ones are the test let's see shall we whether or not anything comes out i'm not hopeful but this is a set of ideas of things that maybe you never know maybe someone from rocket records has a listener thinks oh wow never even occurred to us to put out bbc 1970 1971 on dvd what a what a great idea that is anyway let's have a listen to something from what was uh, apparently the unreleased but prepared madman across the water deluxe edition let's have a listen to a full demo of all the nasties
2: if it game to pass they should act. What could I tell them, would they criticize, behind my back, maybe I should let them